Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets. Food for thought and for the imagination. We left off yesterday talking in the book of Psalms. Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Stillness. Stillness to be able to meditate. Stillness to be able to hear the voice of God the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives, among all the other voices, all the other ruckus that is going on, all the other noise to filter what God is trying to say or God is saying to us in our lives requires our capability or His enabling us to be capable of being still. We can be still as far as not moving physically, but our mind can be absolutely in an uproar, waves of fear and uh, condemnation, accusation, uh, waves of uh, uh, just simply not being still. We can be reminiscing in our mind through whatever pain, whatever agony, whatever suffering, whatever things that we have had going in, And through our lives in the past day, week, month, or even years. So stillness is something that needs to be practiced to be able to be accomplished. In fact, because we cannot be still, we're a society that we either have to have the radio on, we have to be looking at our telephone and and listening or or seeing some type of video or some type of self-help or some type of something. Uh, We can't be still. Uh, at a stoplight, we're impatient, fiddling our thumbs, uh, just uh, even talking to the to the to the signal light. You know, how long is this going to take? How come you're not changing? Uh, upset at the guy that's in front because the signal is already uh, green, and th- there is just absolutely an impatient in us that needs to be cultivated into a stillness. Be still. And know that I am your creator. Be still and know that I am Elohim. And when you do that, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. But at the same time, something happens to you and within you. And that is, if you keep still, if you learn to be uh, 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 wait on him, uh, there is a perfect, perfect peace uh, that is surrounding and guarding, protecting and garrisoning our hearts and our minds. It says in Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep him, and it uses the same word twice, that will keep him in perfect peace. In other words, it's like saying that will keep him in peace, peace. You will keep him in complete peace. That means there'll be nothing lacking. And many of us do not really know what true peace is. We're still uh, like a wave of the ocean. We're still tossed to and fro, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in our confusion, uh, agonizing sometimes and thinking, God, are you there? Are you listening to me? Uh, uh, and, And we don't have that peace that is there 24 7. You have to understand this is not manufactured uh, for a few minutes and then for a few minutes uh, you have uh, peace. But this is something that is constantly in you. 
working in you. We can see this, especially in the story about Jesus in the back of the boat, asleep on a pillow, while this uh, supernatural storm created by the devil trying to destroy them arises. He's back there asleep. The waves are hitting the waves and the water's coming into the boat and it's been it's being tossed to and fro. I mean, it's just back and forth, back and forth. And yet he is sound asleep in the back of the boat. How can you possibly do that? Someone can say, wow, he, he was a heavy sleeper. You know, it takes more than just being a heavy sleeper. It takes being and walking in the peace of God that truly guards and you have such a trust in him that your heart is at rest in him. You can be still and you can know that God is in control. When you read Psalm 46 and uh, verse 10, you study that whole psalm. You actually find out the, the psalmist is teaching that even though the waves are roaring, islands are disappearing, there is so much chaos going on, almost like if there had been a tsunami or a, hu a humongous uh, earthquake. During that time, people frantic, people panic, people are absolutely in confusion and utter uh, amazement as to what's happening, and, and their hearts are startled with, with, uh, uh, with fear. But here... The scripture actually is the opposite. There is a stillness. There is a peace inside of you. That peace absolutely overshadows what's happening on the outside. You're not moved by what you're hearing. You're not moved by what you're seeing. You're not moved by what you're feeling. But you are actually under a peace. And Jesus said, I give you my peace. I give you my peace. I give you my peace so that we can know what it is to truly rest and rely and trust on God in any and all situations. Uh, many times a little story has been told about when uh, Great Britain during World War II was being bombed and, you know, the people would head to the bomb shelters. There's a little a story about a little old lady that hadn't been seen in in several days and everybody was wondering where is she at what has happened you know uh the constant bombardment from germany kept happening and happening and happening well finally uh i don't know if he, either she showed up or they went looking for her and they found her and they asked her why she hadn't been in the shelters and uh she answered them she said well God, according to his word, says that he doesn't sleep or slumber. In other words, he's always awake. He's always watching, always garrisoning, always protecting. And I figured, well, there was no sense in two of us losing any sleep. So she would fall asleep during the bombardments, the air raids that were coming uh, during that time. While buildings were being blown up and bombs exploding and everything. She was at perfect peace, asleep during that time in her house. Now, this is not something that you do to tempt and test God. This is something that comes from truly being still and knowing him as God, knowing him as your creator, as Elohim. 
So anyway, she was kept in perfect peace, knowing that if God was awake, there was no reason for her to lose any sleep. In that, uh, in that Psalm 46.10, the psalmist is talking about how the world basically physically is out of control with earthquakes and islands disappearing and waves roaring and all of this. And that would, that would basically be talking about like a tsunami. And yet, the individual is told, just be still and know that I am God. And then God says in Isaiah 26, 3, I will keep you in perfect peace. I will keep you in peace that is so harmonious. Peace that, that is, is, is just a symphony in your heart that the malady literally just simply puts you at rest. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusts thee. That's the secret to keeping your mind on God. That you trust him. And as long as you're trusting him and thinking on him. Then your mind is not strayed and thinking about anything or everything else. This we learned in Philippians chapter 4. In verse 6, 7 and 8. That don't be anxious for anything. But in everything... Don't be anxious for anything. In other words, in nothing, be, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer, these little three, uh, 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 I'm going to call them little triplets, uh, prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. When you use those three things combined exactly as they are, they're like a little cord that we're going to see that is very important in waiting. When you tie prayer and bind it and wind it with supplication and <clears throat> you add thanksgiving to it and wind it and bind it also, then it builds a strong cord. It's harder to break those three things together, wound together, tightly knit together, then it is to just simply have one thing out there. And let your request be made known unto God. Let him know. Let your request, that that you're asking of him, let him know. Asking a thing, a petition. You're requiring something from God. And when we do, when we do that, then it says, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Remember, he whose mind is stayed on thee. That was uh, in Isaiah 26.3. And the peace of God. See, it's his peace. It's not just peace from God, but the peace of God. Do you think there is confusion at the throne? You think things are out of control? You think uh, there's angels just throwing tantrums up there? And it's like uh, uh, interrupting worship? No. There is a peace that comes from God and the peace of God that causes a situation to be at rest. And there is a rest that still has yet to befall God's people. That in and through faith, walking and living through faith, we enter into that rest. And as we enter into that rest, the peace of God, 
Remember we mentioned yesterday, you can have peace with man, and we can also have peace with God because of our sins being forgiven and the blood of Jesus having washed us. But there is a peace that comes from God himself, the peace of God. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, our capacity, is going to keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So your heart has a garrison of angels protecting it. The word garrison there that is used in the, in the Greek would be basically a garrison of Roman soldiers, of which Paul was very familiar but in our in our understanding, there's going to be a garrison, whether it's a, a a garrison of promises, a garrison of angels, but there is going to be a protection around your heart and around your minds concerning the thing that you're going through. The, no need to be fretful, no need to be fearful, no need to be afraid. But in everything, through prayer and with supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And he says finally in uh, chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any character in these things, if there be any praise, think on these things. So, if there's going to be valor, if there's going to be excellence, if there's going to be something that's worthy of thinking of, then think on those things instead of the things that would cause us to be fretful, afraid, and fearful. Because the kingdom of God is not in meats, it's not in drinks, which were all the ceremonial things that were involved, but it's in righteousness and peace. In the kingdom of God, there is a peace and a joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, I see that we've come to the conclusion of our time. Consider this as we sign off this morning. Consider that the word wait in the Old Testament, there are several words for it. One of them simply means, you know, to be still. That word is used and it means just simply be still, uh, uh, be silent. But there's another word that means to bind, to have something together and twist it, and twist it together with another thing, with another thing, with another thing. And we are part of the body of Christ, which is jointly fit together. The frame, the skeleton, is held together by little twisted strands, or little strands of uh, ligaments and tendons. It holds the whole frame together. And you can read this in the book of Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 16. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Join us on Monday as we continue. But keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. The, the Lord richly and fully bless you in his mighty, powerful name. Amen.